this morning quickly. I'm just going to quickly go on to the title that the Lord has given us. We thank God for those powerful testimony, which is no fears, no worries. No fears, no worries. The Lord has been really faithful, faithful. I was going to give a testimony before, and that testimony is just because of time. Is uh, in my place in the in the education world that I, I work, I've lost one or two colleagues. I've lost parents to some of my dear students. But some of you know, yes, yeah, some of them, and we pray for some of them, and they recovered. There was a time that we had meeting, and you know. Suddenly, the following day, some of my colleagues just, they just got down there with, with, uh, with COVID, but the Lord has been faithful, standing on the promise of God. He made his covenant in Psalm 91. He made it to establish that covenant upon us. May his name be praised forever. So this morning, quickly, because of time, no fears, no worries. I wanted to say to yourself, no fears. No, no worries. No worries. No fears. No fears. No, that is the word of the Lord to us. No fears. No worries. Now, Second Timothy one seven says, "For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, but of power, and of love, and of sound mind." So He has taken away the spirit of fear, and He has given us Himself. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Power, love, and sound mind. 365 times in the Bible, the Bible says, fear not. Fear not. Why? It's because there's one fear not for every day. Everyone. Why is fear dangerous? Fear paralyzes. It takes your spirit, it, it makes you spiritually immobile. Fear binds you without a cord. You don't see the call, but it just, something is just binding you with that cord. Fear produces pain where there is no physical hurt. Fear binds your friends and releases your enemy. Fear, where, what fear does to God, that is what fear does to the devil, to Satan. Fear sees obstacles, but does not see opportunities. Fear keeps us focused on the past and makes us worried about the future. Fear, fear is a dangerous thing. That is the reason why the Lord gave us a, it's a commandment. It is a commandment. If you read Matthew 6, you will see three times the Lord said that it is a commandment. When you enter into fear, you attract the things that you fear. That's the reason why Job says, if you read the book of Job, he said that things are fear has actually come over me. And God's message is clear to the people in the Bible and to us this, this morning. Fear not. The same message to Zechariah. This morning we read about Daniel. The same message to Daniel. The same message to Mary. The same message to the shepherd. The same message to Joseph. The same message to all of them. He said, fear not. Fear not. Because God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of sound mind. Right, let's quickly look at the different types of fear. Let's look at it. So there are three basic types of fear. There is the protective fear. Now that protective fear is not actually bad. That one is good, but it, it, it helps us to respond positively to dangerous situations. For example, we tell our children when they're crossing the road, 
We said even this, there's a zebra crossing in this part of the world. He said, look right, look left, make sure you look right again before you cross. Now, that is a fear on its own, but it's a protective one. It is the type of fear that stops you from doing 200 miles an hour on the motorway because you know that at that point, you are no longer in control of the steering. If anything happened, so that fear could tell you. Now, is that same fear that stops you from jumping off a building? So that is a protective one. That one is inbuilt in everyone. That one is not what we're talking about. Now, there's another one called the godly fear. Now, godly fear is not like fearing God. It, it's like reference. It's reference to God, acknowledging God. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. To fear God does not mean to be terrified of God, but to respect God. To, to respect, you know, like we all gather this morning. You are in your house sitting down on your table. You can as well just put the video on and go and sleep and do whatever you want. But it is the fear of God in you that makes you sit tight, wear your suit, dress properly, and sit down listening attentively without anybody coercing you. That is reference for God. And that is wisdom. That is wisdom. The Bible says in Psalm 76, verse 4, it is you alone who are to be feared. Psalm 19, 20, fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord leads to life. Now, not only that, it brings security and protection. Psalm 22, verse 4 says, true humility and fear of the Lord lead to riches, honor, and long life. So those are not the ones we're talking about. The one we're talking about today is chronic fear. This is the one. It is actually, this one is produced by the spirit of fear. This is chronic fear. Chronic fear is an unhealthy fear. This is a type of fear that either starts due to some circumstances that you've been in, something that you have had, or something that you assume. And this is bad. When it passes, when this type of fear passes, it turns into anxiety. It turns into stress. This is the type of fear that keeps you from sleeping in the night. It is a type of fear that is based on presumptions and assumption. And this fear leads into suppression. It leads into oppression. And finally, it leads into depression. This is the one the Lord is clearly telling us, fear not, fear not, fear not. And he gave us one of that for every, every single day. And the word is very simple this morning. Very simple, what's the caption? No fears and no worries. No fears and no worries. We do not have an eye priest that cannot be touched by the feelings of our infirmity. What is that thing that is causing you fear? I want you to make that thing fear you this morning. I want to tell fear, fear me this morning. Because the Lord said, fear not. Fear not. Now, what is Satan's purpose for our fear? God uses faith. Satan uses fear. And what is the purpose of Satan's fear? Number one, to cause us to live a very miserable life. The spirit of fear causes you to live a very, very miserable life. You don't enjoy your today. You are fearing for tomorrow. See, worry and fear can make you live a miserable life. It's become, it makes you become like, like a sheep. You know, those sheep that is packed in the dark. Now, it is safe in the dark, but that is not what it's made for. It is not meant for the dark. It is meant for the ocean. It stops you from exploring. There was a man very close to our house back home in Lagos. See this man. <laughs> I, I, I his, his name is Tokon. See this man. He has, he has a very big business where the 
buys and sells, um, uh, you know, all these drinks, drinks, soft drinks, and all of this. This man is so, so rich. There came a the time that this man was, some of some people may know the man. So this man was so rich, there came a the time that this man had uh, sick. He was so sick that, but as rich as this man was, he will not go, you know, there's no NHS back home in Nigeria. This man will not go to uh, a specialist hospital to treat himself. He went everywhere, he just was just looking for a free one. To the extent that that sickness became worse that they have to amputate his leg. Eventually, to cut the chase, the man died. Now, this is what the point I'm making. When the man died, he now discovered that this man has millions. As at that time, in the 80s, this man had millions in his account. This is the type of fear that people go through. You, the, the fear that, you will, you, that your life may turn back to poverty that you refuse to spend. He was sick, yet he looked he look for free or speak to. He, he has money, yet if he, to, to buy himself a new car, then yet he follows his truck that delivers all around as if he was a wretched man. That is what does to you. It makes you live a miserable life. Now, the, what makes dreams impossible to achieve is the fear of failure. That is what fear does. And I pray this morning, the Lord deliver you from that spirit of fear in the name of Jesus. Satan uses fear to make us ineffective witness. That's the second one. Ineffective witness. You know, you'll be thinking, what would people think of me if I go and witness to them? That is fear, the spirit of fear. And that's one of the reasons Satan used that as a weapon. You know, sometimes when I tell you people, I say, come on, we're doing push, we're doing this, can you put it on your social media pages? Some people say, oh, no, because they're so fearful. What if I turn my friends off? I got some colored your white friend. What if I turn them off? You know, sometimes when you want to go and preach, what if the, if I miss the Bible the Bible passages and I got it wrong? You know, they won't probably listen to me anyway. That's the, some of the things that come to our heart. I can't preach like Pastor Olak, like Pastor Davis. I can't preach like these people. That is what fear does to you. It makes you a weak and ineffective witness for Christ. Sometimes we don't get involved in, in activities or services in the church because of fear. I can't teach in the growth track like uh, Dick Nolumefu. I can't teach. I'm a woman. I'm a woman. Women are men, not meant to be talked. I'm, I'm, no, when Christ has redeemed you out of every race, out of every tribe, and I've called you out. There's therefore now no Jews, no Gentiles. We are now one new creature in God. I cannot sing in the choir. I cannot play the instrument. God bless that little boy that was playing the, the guitar this morning. I cannot share my testimony. I cannot, I, it's fear. Satan uses this fear. He uses it. You know, sometimes ago I used to think the same. When I don't like putting, because I have so many of my colleagues, my wife friends that were in, in lecturing together on my Facebook, and they post something about mathematics. Now I'm thinking if I start posting something that they say, these are African people are too religious. But when the Lord told me one thing, one day, the Lord said, you cannot be shameful of what is gainful. Then that changes my orientation. Every now and again, I post it here. And you know what? I was really wrong all along. Now, the kind of honor and respect I have from them is quite different. It's quite, it's they just respect. Sometimes we discuss it, they say, oh, oh, hey, doctor, you may not have chance that I think you have a program. They've seen it all. That's what fear does. It stops you out thinking, be thinking on behalf of other people. That is what Satan does. Then number three, Satan uses our past sin to condemn you into fear. 
And this is a very, very strong, I want everyone to listen to this. Even not just Satan. Satan even uses people around you to condemn you because of your past. You know, sometimes you think about this. You say, oh, you're thinking you're open a bundle for babies. And Satan tells you, remember that abortion you committed. You can't have no baby. Forget it. That is fear. And you can't succumb to it. And sometimes you want to preach. You can't preach. You are a hypocrite. Remember what you did yesterday. Now, the problem, the truth is this. Nobody is qualified. God qualified the cult. I'm not qualified to preach to you. But it is God that qualifies us. First John 3.20 says, even if your heart condemns you, God is greater than our heart. Even if your heart condemns you, God is greater than your heart. Look at the mighty men that God uses in the Bible. They are not qualified. David is not qualified by any means. They are none of them. It is God that qualified the call. And he knows all things. He said, below, even if our heart do not condemn us, we have confidence before God. Either way, condemned or not condemned, you have access to God. You are a new creature. All things have passed away. And behold, all things are now new. So what you don't know that the enemy is telling you is that your past is already pardoned. Your present is powerful and your future is promised. Your past is pardoned. Your present now is powerful and your future is promised. If Satan ever remind you of your past, just remind Satan of his future. He's judged already. Fear reduces the possibilities of the future to probability. He uses the, our, the, the, the potential of failure that if we do this and when they fail to keep us as mediocres. No, I want to see changes in the church. I want to see people making giant move. I got so many people told me before, some of us, our mothers on this, on this platform tell me before, ah, God's telling me to go and get a franchise to go and start a Tesco. I know a sister told me that. Some people are telling me big, big visions. But somehow they just neglect it and run away from it. Fear. And you see the unbelievers taking that giant stripes. They fail sometimes, but 50% of the time, they win. But you cannot win unless you try. Sister is a master of using our fear to stop us, to bind us and to rob us of our future. So this morning, you're going to check yourself of that fear. You're going to take that bold step. Satan uses certainty of criticism to stop us from trying again. This morning, you're going to try again. You're going to try. You're going to give that fear a red card out of your life. Now, what is God's gift quickly for overcoming our fears? What is his gift? Three gifts he gave us this morning. I'm, I'm just going to establish those three. Then we pray. He said, very simple. 2 Timothy 1.7. He said, for God has not given us this. So if there is fear in you, that is not God. Because he has not given you that spirit of fear. But of power. Ha! Love. And sound. You know what he gave you? When he gave you power, he gave you Holy Spirit. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit come upon you. Then love. That is God himself. For God so loved the world, God is love. And a sound mind, we have the mind of Christ. He has given you everything that you need. Amen. Now let's quickly look at these three gifts that he has given to us to overcome fears. Just remember this. He has given you three things to overcome fear. Power, love, and sound mind. What's the first one? They give you the gift of power. What's the gift of power? Power to do the impossible. 
I'm just going to quote some Bible passage and I move on very quickly. Power to do the impossible. Philippians 4, 13 say, I can do everything through him. Another verse, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. How many things can you do? All things. All things. Children, I want you to also listen to me. Is there dreams that you're having? Dreams to be the, the, the highest to represent this country that we are? Dreams to be, I was listening to uh, this woman, Okojo Wiela, that become the, this uh, what uh, bank or the state president. And when I listen, see, thank God that his dad and his mom were professors and uh, lecturers. They instill in her, and she does not change for anything. She still wear a accent. She wear her own clothes. Nothing changes in her, even though she spent 25 years in America in a particular bank. But that spirit of fear was taken over. She's not afraid to speak anywhere. You can do the impossible. You just have to take it with that spirit of fear. He gave us power to be saved. John 1 12 said, To all who receive him today, to those who believe in his name, he gave power to become the children of God. Number three, he gave us power to be witness. But you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit come upon you. Do you have Holy Spirit in you? Yes. And you will be my witness. Where? In Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and all the ends of the world. Number four, power to be joyful. Power to be joyful. Romans 15, 30 says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy. How many joy? Every single joy. All joy and peace as you trust in him. So that you may overflow. Somebody say overflow. It means overflow above and beyond. Overflow with what? With hope. By the power of the Holy Spirit. Power to be joy. So he gave you power to, 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 to make you a strong believer. A strong believer. Now to him who is able to establish you by my gospel and the proclamation of Christ according to the revelation of the mystery, eating for ages, for ages, F, power to endure trials. You will, it's not that you will fail trials. You will be established on Thursday. You will face trial. You will face it. You will, it's part of it. That my knowing and the power of salvation and the fellowship of the suffering. But that is when God wants to make you strong. That is when God wants to show you in the efficacy of the power that dwells in you. But he said, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest upon me. And the last one on that power, power to live a holy life. It is the power, it is him that gives you that power. So when you start condemning yourself, all you need to do is don't condemn, just ask for more power. To overcome that challenges, that sin, just ask for power. He said in Philippians, see, I was discussing with one of our pastors yesterday, not Pastor Ola, one of our pastors, away, and he was quoting to me, was talking about one save and all of that. And he was quoting to me, say, Hey, the Bible said, Walk out your salvation with fear and trembling. I said, Hey, don't stop there, don't stop there, don't stop there. Read verse 13. What did he say? For it is God which walketh in you. Now, people don't read that part, it is God that walketh in you. It is God which work in you both to will and to do. He's the one that gives you the energy both to will and to do according to his good pleasure. So we can't do it by our own power. He is the one that gives you that power to live a holy life. He is the one that gives you that power for sanctification. It is him. 
You can't do it. You can't do it by making a maybe a monthly or yearly a, a, a resolution. You will break it within days. But he is the one that gives you power. And slowly, slowly, as you see Jesus, as you see Jesus and you see yourself in Jesus, you start getting those power. And that sins and those habits start dropping. Quickly, because of our time, what else does he give us? He gives us the gift of love. The gift of love. Now, in first instance, you will see, how can, how can love is a fear? First John 4, 18 says, there is no fear in love. The perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fear is not made perfect. See, you can't have both together. You can't have them. They are parallel. They never meet. You can't have, they cannot coexist. If you love God, fear will naturally, just like the light and darkness, the, the more we love God, the less fear we have. It is a matter of trust. The, my, my little daughter, Mimi, eh, see, she does not think about anything. If she wants to eat, she just needs to cry and just put her, uh, she knows how to do She just put her, her finger in her mouth like this. That's a sign that she uses. And immediately we provide that food for her. She, does, she, she doesn't care about anything. And then you're coming back from work, you're just going to work. She just knows that that will be provided. Because that love leads to trust. Love. Fear and love cannot coexist. Romans 8.28 says, and we know that in all things, God works for good for those who love him and who are, who are called according to his purpose. I want to give an illustration, but I don't have time to give that. There was the, this love operate in number one. Love for God, that's number one. Then love for others. Love for others. Hey, you, you will see the replicant of the, the, the replication of that love in mother's love. You know mothers can run into fires to go and save their own kids. So love for God and love for others. That's the reason why God put the solitude in family. That's why we have a family of God like this, where we can love each other and help each other and pray for each other. The iron can sharpen iron. The deep can connect to the deep. We don't compare each other to each other. The Bible says when they compare themselves to themselves, they are not wise, but we love one another. We become as strong as the strongest and as weak as the weakest. So we help each other. That is what love does. The love raises up. I don't care how, how powerful you are. You need everyone else. Moses needed somebody to raise up his hand so that they can win the battle of the Lord. The Bible says in Matthew 22, verse 37, it said, love the Lord. It said, this is the summary of the Lord and the prophet. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And this is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second one is like the first one. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Love everybody. Let love be your watchword. If you don't love, you don't know God. Love God. That will kill fear. Pray for people. Love God. That is what God has given us. And the last one quickly is the gift of sound mind. Sound mind. Most of the time, our fear as a result of the wrong thinking. We think wrong, then we fear. You know what the Bible says in Romans 2, 12, 2, it said, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, is good, pleasing, and perfect will. Why do you think you'll be broke? Because you have wrong, wrong thinking. 
He didn't understand God's word that said, my God will supply my needs according to his riches in glory to Christ. That's why you are holding the little one you have, because you don't believe in him. You know, just like my little, my little girl believes in me that that will always provide his need for her. Yeah. Now, why do you think that sickness will not go away? That's because you never, that revelation of God's word that by stripe you are healed. One that struck him, they could have just taken Jesus straight to the, car, and to the cross and nailed him. But they have to beat him and beat him. Because as they beat him the first one, that is one stripe. Cancer is going. They beat him the second time, that is COVID going. They beat him the third time, that is cancer going. They beat him the fourth time, that is all. But his stripe, you are healed. You need to let that mind be in you. Richard, Immigration will stop you. The reason is because you never know in Psalm 24 that the act belongs to the Lord and everything in it. And you as a child of our father, you have right to live anywhere you want. Hmm. Because it's this wrong thinking. It's the wrong thinking. The reason why you are afraid is because so let this word now dwell in you. Why are you afraid of death? Because you don't know, understand 1 Corinthians 15, 55 that said, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? That the sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who has given us victory through our Lord. So what are we saying? Sound mind. When we think biblically, we have a sound mind. How do we have a sound mind? Think according to the scripture. Let scripture fashion out your thinking. When we have sound mind, fear will disappear. Fear will not make sense. And I pray that will be our expression, that will find expression in us right from this moment in the name of Jesus. In conclusion, conquering fear is not a matter of self-determination. Because your strength will fail you. There's no man that can prevail by his own strength. It's a matter of dependence on God, whom we can trust and love. It's a matter of believing his words, his promises, and it's gift unto you. It's a matter of recognizing devil's attempt in crippling your life, it's stagnating you through the spirit of fear and understanding what God has given you replacement to that fear. That is, he has given you power, he has given you love, and he has given you sound mind. So I declare to you today, don't be afraid of tomorrow. Don't be afraid of tomorrow because you have seen yesterday and you know tomorrow. Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let your desperation, let your inspiration be your desperation and your desperation should be Christ. And I pray that will be your portion in Jesus' name. And finally, as we round up, as we close now, the Bible says in Philippians 4, 6, 7, this is what you do. It said, be anxious for nothing. How many things? Nothing. But in everything, what should you do? By prayer and supplication, push. Now, God needs you with thanksgiving. So they put this together. Then let your request be made known to God. Then after that, understand this, that the peace of God will surpass all understanding. We guard your heart and mind through Christ. And I pray that will be your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's close our eyes. Let's close our eyes. Let's pray that in the name of Jesus, right from this moment, I refuse to fear. Because God has not given him the spirit of fear, but of power and of love, and of sound mind, I receive the Trinity in the name of Jesus. I receive the spirit of love, power, love, sound mind. Fear will no longer come near me in the name of Jesus. Anytime fear comes, I meet it with the word of God. I overcome with the word of God. 
Fear will fear me right from this moment in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm going to pray again. Second prayer. That you, spirit of fear, lose your hold upon my life, upon my family, upon my business, upon my future. Just lose your hold. Lose your hold upon me. Spirit of fear, lose your hold. Lose your hold upon my children. In the name of Jesus, I'm right from this moment, I will do the impossible. That the enemy is telling me I can't do, that is what I will do. I receive courage this morning. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the answer prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Father, Lord, I declare upon your people the spirit of power of love and of sound mind in the name of Jesus. The fear will lose his foothold upon your people in the name of Jesus. Fear lose your foothold upon them in the name of Jesus. God will prove himself powerful in your midst, in our midst, in the name of Jesus. The Bible says they overcame him by the word of their testimonies and the blood of the Lamb, and they did not love their life unto death. This morning, we have great testimony. We are overcomers in the name of Jesus. Thank Amen. you, Lord, for the answer prayer. But we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.